Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Seek the New Podcast with me, your host, Alexa. Hi, Barbie. And hello, Kins. I hope you all are well. Today is, in fact, the day that the one and only Barbie movie is now released. I know a lot of theaters had it last night and a lot of people already saw it. I, in fact, am not seeing it yet. I'm going to see Oppenheimer tonight, actually, um, when you're listening to this. But nonetheless, I'm so excited for Barbie to be out. And she is actually one of the influences for today's episode, where I talk about how I became to embrace my femininity. I don't care who you are and whether or not you played with Barbies. Everybody knows that Barbie is a girl. It's the girls who can literally do anything. If you've watched the Barbie Dreamhouse show on Netflix, I'm not going to be ashamed. I have. I used to watch it with my sister Gracie all the time. And then it was something that I actually ended up enjoying. Um, but she has every occupation. I mean, from being a doctor all the way to being a farmer and an astronaut. And she has all of these different outfits. And it's so funny because in the show, like, there's an episode where everybody's talking about Barbie. You literally do everything. Like, you have every single job and nobody knows her age. And I don't know if that's something that is very present in this Barbie movie. But we all know Barbie as the girl who, again, does anything she wants and everybody adores her. Um, And she's stunning. And she is obviously very, very feminine. And so specifically regarding today's episode, that's what I really want to address. How, as I said, how I became the feminine woman that I am today, who is 100% and fully confident to embrace who I am as a woman. Um, I understand the roles that I have as a woman. I understand that I, in fact, am not a man and I can never be a man and I can never do what a man, you know, is supposed to do. If, If a man has his roles, then that's something that you know, God created him for. And we aren't supposed to have the same roles. And I think that's something that a lot of girls experienced at one point. But if you didn't, this is this doesn't concern you. I'm specifically talking about me, but I do remember growing up and being someone who was like very against girly things. Just because back then I thought it was cool to really change who I was, to be around, you know, like certain friend groups and I don't think it was that popular to back then be really, really girly. And it, it may be, it's maybe a stage that a lot of people deal with where, oh, everybody wants to be a tomboy and literally used to be looked at an insult um, as an insult if someone said, your favorite color is pink or something. And I'm like, ew, no, it's not. My favorite color is dark green or black. And it's something where it's like, my favorite color can be pink, but I also can like black. And I know that's a little contradicting because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like the color black as clothing or anything. <laughs> I am 100% now a like all the way girly, pastel, pink, purple, blue, sparkles and glitter girl. Like I just, I'm not a fan of dark colors. I can do a navy blue, a dark chocolate brown and a gray, but I just don't. Also it's because I learned really about color theory. So I typically don't wear a lot of black, but as I was getting older, Um, I did, as everyone, I had my little, I don't want to say emo stage, 
But I did try to dress emo just to be around different friend groups. And at any time someone came in like a pink dress to me, I'd be like, ew, that dress is so hideous. Like, why does she want to be so girly girl? And now it's like, uh, Alexa, you're a girl. And just because, um, like back then I was going through like a rebellion or like a defiance at, oh, I don't want to like anything girly so I can be cool. Well, guess what? You can still be cool and like, you know, soft feminine things. And I'm not saying that, oh, liking the color pink is only for women. If you're a guy and you like the color pink, that's cool for you. But specifically regarding me, um, that's what I'm saying. Like I used to think, ew, I'm never like that pink color because it's too girly for me. Like I'm a tomboy. Um, I got in the mindset of just what literally any movie that you may watch on Disney Channel. If there's a girly girl getting ready and a tomboy getting ready like the tomboy is always going to be the one to roll out of bed like looking really really sluggish her hair is a mess and like she's driving a, she's riding a skateboard to school and then the girly girl is the one who gets up and she actually like romanticizes her morning she may eat breakfast make a nice cup of tea like look out the window and embrace the sunshine and it's 100% who I am now and I'm blessed to be here at this, you know, point in my life. I love who I am now and I'm never going to change that for anyone. Um, and so, yeah, I want to talk about that and what I've learned, the things I've began to do again um, as an adult that I tried as a kid. And I was like, I'm never doing that. Like, it's so ill, like it's too girly for me. And now as a grown woman, I'm like, why did I not continue that? Why did I not do that? <laughs> And that is something that I still feel is really, really disgusting about the world we live in now, specifically regarding what I just said about the movies and how they portray someone who is a tomboy as somebody who's really, really sluggish and who kind of like, oh, doesn't like to go shopping or anything. I'll tell you right now, as a woman, I have those days where I wake up, I'm completely sluggish. I want to just make me a bowl of cereal and sit in bed all day. And in the shows, they portray women like, oh, if you're acting like that, then you're being a guy. Um, I'm able to say that men are strong, okay? There's things that, again, as I said, a man can do that I can't do and that I'm not supposed to do. Um, and if you're thinking, well, Alexa, girls can throw the football or girls can be firefighters, then, I mean, look at what you're saying. And I want you to know that you're the one who just said, or who just tried to imply that girls couldn't be firefighters and girls couldn't throw the football. Um, I was never implying that. I'm talking about spiritually, I can't do what a man can do, and I'm not supposed to. And I guess the better word I should say for that is shouldn't, because of course, I could. I could do whatever I wanted, but is it going to be honoring God? Um, I'm speaking for myself. Example, if I tried to do what my husband is supposed to do in our marriage and try to take on his roles— um, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. And so to begin explaining how I became the most feminine, the most enchanting and attractive woman that I've ever been to me personally, um, and how you can become that as well, it's important to break down really what a soft woman is, what a soft feminine woman is. And I've done an episode before where I kind of went into this, but now I'm going to take it a little bit further. So I'll do this by first taking really what hard is. And in this instance, I'm using hard as in more of like a masculine um, type of way. And when I say the word hard, things could come to mind that are hard, obviously. Rocks, buildings, wood, things that are really not um, flexible at all. They aren't tender. 
Um, it can harm you, you know, if you were to bump up against it. Um, it isn't vulnerable. And if we were to think about the opposite of that, we would think of things that are vulnerable, that are very delicate and that are gentle and um, sensitive and flexible. And when speaking about femininity, being able to be soft is a huge strength. And before I go any further, let me go ahead and say for people who will say, oh, my gosh, like she's just talking about being too soft and she wants us to be weak. Absolutely not. Being a woman who is fin- who, who is feminine and who has that softness to be tender and loving and kind. I am not saying by any means that means you should make compromises on different things or with boundaries or, you know, protecting your children, like being a nurturer and a caring person. If someone is trying to, if you have a child and someone's trying to harm your child, and then you're going to say, oh, well, to be a feminine woman, I'm not supposed to yell at them. And I'm not supposed to raise my voice. And I'm not supposed to really um, go against a man. Absolutely not. That's not what that means. Because you being a a caring and a nurturing mother who is to love her children is doing what you have to do to to protect them at any cost. It's not saying, oh, I'm not going to be competitive because a woman is just supposed to sit still. It's you embracing who you are as a feminine woman and really being strong in that in a feminine way. And for those who don't have children, if you're letting people just constantly disrespect you and and walk all over you in the way where you're just not going to take up for yourself, you've lost what really being a feminine strong woman is. It's not something that's just supposed to be seen on the outside, but really true femininity comes from within. It comes from your mindset, you know, the way your heart is. And that's something that I first had to address within myself. Like, I can't just say, oh, I'm very, very feminine by wearing pink clothes or anything like that. I just can't say I'm feminine from wearing skirts and a lot of lace. I have to be be feminine from my mindset and specifically with what God wants me to be. And so I think it's so confusing when people say like, oh, that girl's feminine. She's being, you know, submissive to her husband or she's just being a little too nice. They see that as a form of weakness when really we ourselves are using so much self-control from the Lord to avoid a lot of different, you know, situations that we really don't have to deal with. And not in a way of fear, but just in a way of, okay, I've already, I already know what this is going to lead to. I'm going to be strong in, you know, what the Lord has for me. I don't have to really stoop down to their level and do that stuff. And when people also say, oh, well, you know, embracing that really soft, feminine, submissive side is being weak. No, it's not. Are you kidding? If you actually would read into the Bible, um, there is so many scriptures that actually talk about the influence that a woman has, okay? Specifically, when... I'll actually break it down and give you examples. Let me grab the scriptures. So if someone tries to say that, oh, well, being a woman, you won't be able to get anything done, um, you know, you won't amount to anything being that soft little woman. Well, the scripture literally says otherwise. In Proverbs 31 and 16 through 17, it says, she surveys a field and acquires it. From her own resources, she plants a vineyard. She works energetically and her arms are powerful. What is that saying? If women, like if us as women set our minds to do something, we 100% will get it done. Okay. We are powerful as the women we are. 
Isn't that beautiful? And it's something that, you know, we look into more and we're really able to see the strength of God because that's not it. It says, I've commanded you to be strong. Oh, let me start over. I've commanded you to be brave and strong, haven't I? Don't be alarmed or terrified because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay? The Lord doesn't tell us to be afraid. He tells us to, we we literally gain power through him as women. That's given directly from the Lord. Okay? First Corinthians 11 through 12 says, however, women, oh, excuse me. However, woman isn't independent from man and man isn't independent from woman in the Lord. As woman came from man, so also man comes from woman, but everything comes from God. Okay? We are equal parts. We both deserve respect. In the same exact way where if a man tries to say, oh, well, I'm too masculine, so I can't give, I can't be gentle with you. Ladies, if you have a boyfriend who is literally saying, oh, well, honey, for me to be masculine and to serve as a protector, I can't be soft and really nice to you. Run away, okay? Because with them being gentle, with them being the protector and literally the provider of your family, that means they're having to also protect you and protect your heart. We're supposed to respect each other as man and women, or as man and woman. <laughs> and you see movies back in the day when it talks about like masculine men. Don't get me wrong. I love my husband. He's very, very masculine. And I know Josh loves me with all his heart. He's a protector and the provider for our family. As I've said before, he's all, he always has me at the forefront of his mind in every, you know, in every instance, the sacrifices he makes for our family um, is something that I truly appreciate. But in a lot of the movies back in the day, it has like a very masculine man and the woman's in the kitchen, in the kitchen cooking and Apparently, I don't know, She maybe she didn't make his favorite meal or something. And the man like slaps the woman on the ground and says like, I'm the provider and the protector of his family. Um, what? What? If you think that, or back then, like people literally would make movies like, um, and I know some of that stuff, I don't even know. I think that's weird satire if people are joking about it, but to each his own, I guess. Um, if you're trying to say like, oh, I'm going to abuse you because I'm protecting you and this is just who I am as a strong, you know, as a strong man. Get away, like get away very, very fast because that is not of the Lord. But back to the strength that I had to realize was in being feminine and the woman that I am. There's also scriptures that explain that and how strong we are and the influence we have on our husbands, um, specifically for this portion, um, if we are not being someone who is loving and someone who is kind and someone who is obeying what God told us us to be. And so if you haven't read these scriptures, I just want you to prepare yourself because when I read this, it kind of hit me like a brick. Okay. Proverbs 21 and 19 says, better to live in a desert than when the quarrelsome and nagging wife. Okay. Ladies, whether you want to admit it or not, honey, we've all been quarrelsome. Arguments will arise. And we've all been nagging, okay? Your husband left his shoes in the living room and you got upset. He left his towel on the floor. And after you've constantly told him to pick it up, okay? I get it. I understand. I don't always check myself when I am becoming nagging. But when I think about this scripture, it literally is like, if Josh were to, if I were constantly in a position where I'm just constantly nagging and nagging, nagging, and being quarrelsome and fighting and arguing, all this stuff, blah, 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 rada, rada, rada. Um, 
if y'all remember that show Chowder, then you know what I'm doing when I say rada, rada, rada. Anyway, um, if Josh were to say, I'm going to go live in the desert and it's going to be better than this. Um, maybe not in a physical aspect and obviously not in the, you know, not better as in like, oh my gosh, he's going to have a safer environment. But if he were able to go into the wilderness and even though it can take a lot of like toll on your mental health, I'm sure, um, Josh would, he would be happier. He, he, and let me not say happier because I know he wouldn't be happier out there, but he would be better off in a sense that he's not constantly being, you know, made small by me, by someone who is supposed to honor him and lift him up and support him. He wouldn't be constantly provoked to anger. And if there are any guys, most of my audience is female, but I've had a couple of guys in there, obviously my husband, hello. If our husbands or are the men in our life try to say, oh, well, women are the only ones who provoke, you know, men to anger. We should go live in the desert. Um, how dare you? Read the rest of the Bible. And if you are my family, then you know who whose voice I just unintentionally, like, did. I love you, but... She says, sickening, sickening. <laughs> and it's so funny. Um, but to go on with the scripture, there's a scripture that says, it says, well, let me give you the scripture. Proverbs 27, 15 through 16. A continual dripping on a rainy day and a contentious wife are alike. Trying to keep her in check is like stopping a windstorm or grabbing oil with your right hand. Okay, why did it have to go that hard? There's another one, Proverbs 25 and 24. It is better to live in a corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome woman or with a quarrelsome wife. Also, if I'm saying the word quarrelsome wrong, um, don't at me. The truth is my accent, I think I've heard it pronounced quarrelsome, but it could be quarrelsome. I don't think it really matters. Um, But let's go back to that. What does contentious mean? Okay, contentious means... It's someone who really does like to start arguments, like another word may be controversial, I'm pretty sure. Um, so if we take that, a continual dripping on a rainy day, a nice rainstorm maybe may occur, okay? It may help to rejuvenate the soil, okay? We all have those days. But a contentious wife, okay? A continual, the, let me go back to the first part. As I said, a nice rainstorm may help rejuvenate the soil. It may be necessary to get some things across, but we should 100% not always be arguing. They're going to arise. But a constant dripping on a rainy day, I'm going to make it seem like the dripping in the sink. Not only do you want to take turn it off because it's going to cause you more money, you know, it's going to run up your water bill, but it just gets annoying. And a wife that is literally always trying to argue, that is always going against what, um, you know, what he says, like if he says, well, you know, I think we should do this. And then the wife is like, no, I don't think we should do this. I'm smarter than you. Okay. That, I mean, listen to what it says next. Trying to keep her in check is like stopping a windstorm or grabbing oil with your right hand. Come on, ladies. Do you not see the influence that we have? We are able to set the atmosphere of our home. Okay, we have that power. That shows the power we hold. My husband actually one day, he did a study um, in Joe. We were studying one day and he said, Lexi, you want to know what I found out when he was talking about everything that um, 
was taken away from Job. Not one time does it reference in the scripture that, you know, he took away Job's wife. It doesn't. It doesn't say that. In fact, it goes further on that says that Job's wife was one of the people who was telling him, you need to curse. You need to curse God. Okay. Why would the enemy take, or here, here's a better way to put it. Why wouldn't the enemy take his wife if he knew that she was all perfect and good? You know, if he, why wouldn't the enemy have taken his wife if she knew that she was a person who was going to bring him joy? Okay. He, he would have 100 per, he would have 100% taken her. And it's not saying that his wife never did bring him joy, but it's saying that with what he was dealing with, the, the enemy was saying, I'm just going to leave you with her because I know she's going to probably give you problems anyway. Okay, let's not be that wife. Let's not be that woman. Even if we're not married, let's be a woman who does strengthen those around us. Okay, and let's recognize our strength. Let's recognize the influence that we have, the mood we set. Um, people say vibes, the vibes that we can set, you know, towards everyone around us. And I know that was a lot to just explain that, but it's definitely necessary because I feel as girls growing up, that's one of the things that is kind of put into our minds, sadly, at how, oh, well, um, if you want to be a strong woman, you have to do this, this and this. And oh, you can't do that when it's really, really wrong. And that's something that I saw just um, like at school and everything. Like I remember, for those of you who know, I have very, very sensitive skin. I remember one day at school, my face the fence door hit me in the face and I ended up having like diamonds around my face um, because I have dermatographia for those who don't know. And I remember like people, I won't say their names, but I do remember their names coming up to me and asking like, oh my gosh, like, are you okay? I remember the girl who was in front of me before it happened because everyone freaked out. Like this girl has diamonds in her face now. She was just hitting the fence and, or she was just hit with the fence. Okay. And I remember them asking me like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And even though I wanted to cry very, very badly, I remember like being like, oh, I'm fine. Like, oh, it's nothing. It happens all the time. Like, what? A fence doesn't hit everyone in the face all the time. And if it does, it's okay for it to hurt. Like, it's okay to be vulnerable. And then when I was saying, oh, like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, it actually didn't hurt. People were looking at me like, oh, man, you're, you're really strong. Like, that's what I'm talking about, girl. Like, you go get them. And it's like, I look at that now and I was like, what? would they have really looked at me less and saying with me being completely vulnerable saying, like, yeah, that actually really, really hurt. Like, that's okay. Um, and it just always kind of, I, that's a thought I have to this day. And so when I was able to accept the fact that I can be a soft, feminine woman, and that actually gives me a lot of strength, and the Lord says I have strength. Like, no matter what anybody else says, I want to be that woman, okay? I want to be um, that woman who inspires other little girls. And this is something where, Recently, I've seen like you, you really, you always go back to your roots. I know that's like a saying. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have a journey with starting ballet in my 20s and I'm 22 years old and I started ballet back in April, I believe it was. Um, again, after years, I used to be in ballet as a little girl and I got out of it and my mom put me in and it's like, I look back on that now and I just think, Alexa, if you would have just listened to your mom and just didn't try to be like, eh, I don't want to do it. Like, let me do softball or whatever. Um, 
And again, there's nothing wrong with softball, but now it's something that I look at and I'm like, ballet is first of all, it's so beautiful. You have to be strong to do that stuff. But I just didn't want people to think like, oh, you're just a little wimp. She's just a little wimp or something. And I'm like, I wish I would have kept up with that now because now I'm starting literally back at um, back at square root. Is it square root? Back at root one? Uh, whatever. Um, starting back at the beginning and I'm still might now. Okay. My feet are very strong still. I, I feel like I have very, very strong feet. So that's good. But I'm having to learn, um, you know, what the language is in it, what the moves are. And it's just like, if I would have just listened to my mom and done something that I guess back then she knew like, oh my gosh, she would love to do this in the future. I would be so much better off and I would be further along in ballet. And so beyond that, being in the place where I can now say, okay, I don't have to suppress what I'm feeling. I don't have to suppress pains or, you know, sadness or anger. First of all, I can confess it to God and he still sees me strong. If anything, the Lord already knows what I'm dealing with. So I might as well just confess it to him. But I also don't have to be so prideful um, to the people around me because really, if I'm the one suppressing what I'm feeling and not being open and my authentic self, I'm the one who could in the end be hurt. And so another thing that I really changed, or at least I'm trying to change to be a more feminine woman is I want to become someone who is more patient. And I really have tried to, I've tried to be a person who is more flexible in different situations, realizing that, Hey, um, I'm supposed to, it honors God for me to be able to help and serve those around me. I shouldn't be prideful. It's not all about me. Okay. If something happens and it's not, um, my version of what, of how I want it to happen, that is okay. Okay. And it's honestly, it's so attracting when people are so, or when people are understanding. And I'm saying, not saying I've never been understanding, but there's been some times where things have just literally not went my way. And then I've gone into a, like, oh my gosh, like blaming it on the other person when really like life happens. Okay. And things always don't go my way and they're not supposed to. And leading me into my next one with that is that being becoming someone who is able to give grace and who is able to show I'm caring, not only to, you know, those who I like a lot, but to everyone around me, um, to respond to things calmly. And I mean, arguments, I mean, anything that may arise. Okay. Um, let me scratch that. Not anything, because if something terrible has happened and I really have to like fend more for myself, then 100%, as I said earlier, I'm going to do that. And that is me taking care of, of me and my family, whatever. But in other scenarios where maybe, again, as I said earlier, something doesn't go my way or a lady, somebody, maybe it's not a lady, maybe just people are talking about me badly. It's just not being a person who wants to constantly stir up drama, who wants to constantly gossip about others. That's a big one. That's one of the biggest things that is so um, paramount for us as women is that we should not be gossiping. Okay. While I'm on that scripture in first Timothy three and 11, it says in the same way, women who are servants in the church should be dignified and not gossip. They should be sober and faithful and they should be sober and faithful in everything they do. And I don't mean that, oh, you have to just be in the church to be, you know, someone who's not gossiping. No, that's just what, that's what we as women should do. We should not constantly be wanting to tear down people. Okay. We should want to care for things. It's an eight. Um, 
and for women to when they when you know when we find something we love we want to care for it okay look at like how and I know men have plants too I am not a plant girl but I know a lot of women who like find a plant they love and they take care of that more than they sometimes take care of themselves. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's all right because you should definitely take care of yourself and, you know, have self-care. But um, when we find something, even if it's not alive, when, and I know a, a plant is alive, technically speaking, but you know what I mean. When we find things, we want to care for it. And there's men who want to do that too, but it's more shown in us as women. And the next thing that I really wanted to embody with being a more feminine woman is also not judging others. It is not my place to judge anybody, okay? I don't want people judging me, so I, su- I shouldn't try to judge anybody else. And um, there's a scripture, Proverbs 14 and 1. It says, a wise woman builds her house while a foolish woman's, while a foolish woman tears hers down with her own hands. Um, I mean, you think about this in any way you want to, whether you're thinking about your you know, your physical house, if you're the one who's always stirring up drama, like judging other people, I have to be able to address what me, myself is doing before I'm able to address and correct anyone else. Okay. So that's really, really important. And this video is getting up there. So I'm just going to give you a couple more pointers that you can just take and that I took. It's just trying to become more gentle, being able to say, I'm sorry. Okay. I know it's a thing where and maybe it's not you again, but I've had thoughts in my life where it's like, oh, well, the man is supposed to always apologize first. Um, that's not true. Like, we should be able to recognize our own, what we're dealing with. And if you haven't been able to address your problems, then really figure it out, okay? I am trying to actively not be a victim in every scenario. I'm just going to put that out there. And you should try it as well if you haven't. But if we did something wrong, we should be able to stand up and apologize to that, okay? It shows our strength. It's hard. Apologies are hard. Furthermore, with that, we should be able to be teachable, okay? Everyone should. But specifically for myself, thinking I know everything, whether that's literally at times me disrespecting my mom because I'm saying how much I know and um, disrespecting Josh because like, oh, I know everything. No, I don't. And that's the reason um, when I first started this podcast, I said it's so important for us to be teachable and for us to continually be learning because we don't know everything. And that in itself is showing our vulnerability. We're able to admit, hey, um, I don't know this. Can you help me? And a lot of women end up having problems with asking men for help. Why? Why is that a thing? Like, I guess I get it, but I've just been trying to do a lot better with it. And Men know things that I don't know, and I know things that men don't know. Um, so that's something as well. Being gentle, being calm. You guys know me. I um, Well, if you do know me, I speak, speak very, very loudly. I speak very loudly. I said speak, speak. Anyway, um, I speak very loud. And in some scenarios, for me personally, I just want it to be able to maintain a softer voice. And areas I've done it, unless I get excited, okay? So if you're talking to me about something and I'm super excited, like if we're talking about Bridgerton or something that I love, I will probably speak really, really fast and speak very, very loud. But in other scenarios, especially when I'm trying to get my point across without always trying to be more of like a tit-for-tat person, um, being able to conversate with someone in a, in a very like serious way um, and that's why I write things down now, because sometimes I've had to tell myself, hey, Alexa, before you go into the situation, write things down so you don't start bringing up other feelings that you are not even trying to address right now. Maybe do that later, but write things down 
um, say it in a clear and concise way and say it quietly because no one's going to take correction. No one's going to really listen to anything from us if we're just yelling and screaming and saying everything they did wrong. And just some other attributes that I wanted to really incorporate into my lifestyle and that I believe every woman should is have great posture. Again, this is for you men too, but as women, I believe when I see a woman who has really great posture and she's dressing classy, that's another one, dressing, you know, more modest. And if you've been around me, you know my style has changed a ton, okay? That it draws me to that woman just because I want to be her friend because I just feel like we probably, you know, believe the same thing as far as how an elegant woman carries herself. But also, um, if you aren't married, if you don't have a boyfriend, you'll be able to attract a really, really high value man. Yes, I know people do without doing that stuff. But to me, I just think it's something that is really beautiful on a woman. And a lot of those come from me being in a debutante ball because yes, just like my fellow belly, um, and the summer I turned pretty, I was also in a debutante ball. So if you guys didn't know that, I was. And I won first runner-up. Um, but, and I also won the Miss Congeniality Award. More is taking responsibility of my life. You know, being someone who's um, compassionate. Again, taking care of myself. Being able to express love in different ways. Um, being creative, okay? And everyone should have these. But as I said, I'm solely following <laughs> The importance of being a woman. And so as I end this very, very long podcast, I hope this was able to help you all. Maybe you got some examples that you can start working on within yourself. Some that I even still need to work on, as I said, that just helps you be the woman the Lord called you to be. Okay. Um, And it'll be really study it, study it in the Bible. And it's going to be really, really strengthening to you as a woman, okay? I hope you all really love this, and I hope after this you were even able to see that actually you're better than Barbie. One, because you're real. Um, And not only that, but you have a lot of stuff on the inside of you that is literally the light of the Lord. And so if you are not having a wonderful day, I hope it's gotten a little bit better. Please don't forget to like and follow and share. Give me a five-star rating. You guys already know that I'm very, very appreciative of it. And most importantly, thank you so much for seeking the new with me, Alexa. Toodles.